Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Growing Your Dental Business Podcast, where we chat with consultants who truly make a difference in the dental industry. My name is Jacqueline Hurley, and I am the director of Dental Zing, which is the educational platform for both eAssist Dental Solutions and Dr. Charles Blair's Practice Booster. Our goal with this podcast is to offer tips and tricks to help dentists grow their business. Well, today I have Vanessa Emerson from the Dental Speaker Institute. Vanessa is recognized as a business strategist and an influencer. She hosts annual conferences where dental speakers and consultants gather together, not only to learn, but to network and to support each other in growing their consulting and speaking businesses. Vanessa and I go way back to my solution reach days. It's probably been maybe even more than 10 years when she came to our office for an event called LEAP which stood for love, enthusiasm, audacity, and passion. And I can honestly say that once you meet Vanessa, you will know that all of these characteristics are a part of who she is. I have attended her annual meetings down near Phoenix, Arizona for many, many years. She is amazing when it comes to helping consultants with their speaker packets, helping them acquire more events to speak at. And not only is she does she do all of those things, but she is full of ideas on how to help attract and to retain clients in meeting their business goals. Her and her husband, Jeff, are the real deal and are so down to earth and are just a pleasure to be around. Vanessa, I want to welcome you to the podcast today. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be fun. So, Today, we're going to talk about how dentists, hygienists, practice administrators, and maybe even dental assistants can explore and expand their roles into becoming either a dental consultant and or a speaker. But first, I'm curious, you have become such a strong influencer when it comes to speaking and consulting in the dental industry. How in the world did you ever get started to begin with in this field? Well, it really goes back to general surgery, which has nothing to do with dentistry. <laughs> it goes okay. back to the fact that I worked with a general surgeon for many years, and he had retired once in his early 60s and then uh, came back to work, work. He said his wife kicked him out of her kitchen. Oh. Lovely, lovely people. And um, he worked then into his 70s, and I worked with him during that phase and uh, in between his retirements. And had he not retired, in 2001, I probably would still be working with him. Uh, loved, loved, loved it. Worked in a small rural Arizona uh, community and helped with the holding laparoscope and belly surgeries. I got to do so many things because it was a small town, small hospital. Super fun. Love surgery. Never would have thought about dentistry as a possibility for me. But back in the day in 2001, we were looking for jobs. So here my, my employer had... Um, um, retired. I was actually working remote then, Jacqueline, back before it was a thing. It was, um, wow. one, right? wow. I was working out of California and they were in Arizona by that time. 
And um, that was the time when we'd go to newspapers to look for jobs. Do you remember that? Like you'd open up this big, thick want ad section. It's like things have changed so much. But I found a, a job in there looking for an assistant for a uh, speaker and consultant, a dental speaker and consultant. And I had no idea what that was, but I saw that it was in my area and I applied. And when Catherine I tell Bill opened her door, I just knew, I just knew. Um, and I really adored her and our conversation. I hoped and prayed I'd get the job and I did. Became her office manager. And we worked together for about a dozen years. So the, how I ended up here is um, a few years into that, as we were trying to figure out how can we help her get more speaking engagements and more consulting clients, we learned some things um, over the years. And then her colleagues saw that she was um, getting having more and more success. And so they asked, well, can you share with us what you're doing? And that's really how it started was um, she truly is the wind beneath my wings. She probably gets tired of me telling the story and I always get a little emotional, but I think we can have such a big impact in someone's life by allowing them um, to go and be and do who they're going to become, right? And so she she could have held on to me or been resistant to me going and helping others in the industry do what we had done, but she has been truly one of my biggest supporters and um, I started a part-time business with marketing and it just kind of grew from there. And now um, we do all kinds of things <laughs> at the dental speaker, um, but that, that's really how we got started. And so shout out to Catherine. I tell Belle, our lady lioness. Oh, I love Catherine. And she is just such a generous person with her time, her talents, her gifts. She just has so much to offer as well in the dental industry and what a great place to start to have her as your mentor. I mean, after you had already immersed yourself in to the space a well into the space, the medical space a little bit, it sounds like. But so let's talk a little bit about dental administrators, um, practitioners, just members of a dental team and how like if they decide or how would they know or determine if maybe moving into speaking and consulting would be a best next step for them? Yeah, great question. You know, I think that for most, um, they attend, um, you know, a CE event themselves or somewhere along the line, they think, could I do that? They sit in an audience and think, could I do that? Or I feel like I have something to share or somehow it bubbles up for them this I, I would say the first indication that there might be something there for you is that you know there might be something there for you. Like I've often thought the best thing our mind can do is pay attention to our gut and our inner GPS. And so when we listen to that inner guidance system, we keep feeling pulled, literally feel pulled toward teaching and educating our colleagues. That's where it starts for a lot of people. By the time they come to me to look for, you know, a coach or help with um, getting it moving faster, often they already have been helping their colleagues. Similar to how I had my start when Catherine's colleagues said, well, can you show us what you're doing with the speaker marketing materials or how are you doing those email campaigns? It's that type of a thing where they're already helping their colleagues from other offices um, be successful. And I, I think that's the that's the beginning step. I think that's awesome because a lot of people, they, you know, you learn all this information. And once you become so passionate about everything you've learned, 
It seems like that's when you want to jump into, you know, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can share the information I've learned with someone else. I love that. Yeah. I think another, a next step would be to, to look around the industry to those that are already speaking and consulting. So what I have found is that dentistry is full of really generous, servant-minded people, um, and especially in the speaking and commu- uh, consulting community. And so if you're a dental professional who has been to meetings and you've heard someone speak and you think, I'd really like to talk to him or her, I encourage you to reach out to them. I mean, the worst they could say is they don't time or know or ignore you, but more than likely, <laughs> more than likely if you say, I'd really like to do what you're doing and I don't have any idea where to start. I think that's a really a, another common and really good way for um, dental professionals to get started is to just reach out to who in their world do they see doing this and ask them, you know, what did you do and what do you suggest? Oh, I love that. I love that. I I agree with you. Just kind of like you did with Catherine, right? She kind of yeah. helped you get your start and then you kind of got your wings under you and then you began to fly. And I love that. So we know what they need to do to get started. What probably would be the next steps once they've decided they found a mentor or they found someone to help them. What do you think are the next steps to really get started so that they can start developing? I don't know if they need to develop their content or exactly what the next steps are after that. That's a great question. And there are so many right answers there. And so I think it will unfold a little differently for everyone. But I think what I would like to suggest is that there are resources available because some people get started just by, um, and I don't mean just by, but like they, they take the brave step of asking their dental society or a study club or, uh, you know, a meeting. Maybe they're an office manager and they want to see if they can speak at their local ADOM meeting or something along those lines. And so they just start. And I think that's fabulous. That's such a great way to do this. And what, what I have found over the years of working with many coaches myself is that it's so helpful to have outside eyes on our business. If we're trying to develop a speech or understand how to be a better trainer or consultant or, um, you know, wanting to know how to develop a business out of out of the speaking and consulting, it just helps to work with those who do this for a living. So working with a coach and there are so many, so many amazing um speaker development coaches available. Just within our community, we have over 20 faculty members with our fellowship program at Dental Speaker Institute. And, you know, so that's just within dentistry. There are going to be hundreds. I say go to Google. Go to Google and look to see who's out there available um, to, to help you figure out what would be a good next step for you. Now, as far as um, speaking and consulting, there's something that would be really important to share with your audience. I don't recommend anybody become a dental speaker. And what I mean by that is it's much more than speaking. I know for a minute there, I saw your face like, what is she saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it's much more than speaking. I like to say, ain't nobody going to get rich as a speaker in dentistry. Because if you were just to speak like every week, that's a hard way to go. That's hard. Right. Um, most speakers would tell you 10 to 12 years, a lot. Uh, when you're when you're flying all over and going to meetings and while in dentistry, we can expect to earn a, a good honorarium uh, for the, the fee that we charge as the honorarium. We, we can expect to um, make a good fee for the time that we 
prepare and that we deliver. The reality is if we really wanted to supplement our income in a significant way, or if we ultimately want to move from clinical or whatever practice um, position someone might have into speaking and consulting to move out of the practice and into this as a full-time gig, it's going to require much more than speaking. But we're speaking we're speaking aligns so perfectly with my business because we started as a marketing firm and will always be a marketing firm. But speaking itself is inherently a, a marketing activity. So when the influencer, the expert is in front of the group, not that they tout their products and their services from the platform. I'm not saying that, but by just the virtue of the fact that they're an expert in front of the group and they're sharing knowledge and they're helping people connect you're connecting people to people and people to solutions in that room that elevates them in the mind of the attendee as the expert that likely could help them. And so that's kind of a long explanation to say, like, ultimately, one of the best pearls of wisdom I could leave with the people that might be considering going down this road, or maybe they're starting and they're not getting traction. I think it's about a mindset shift to determine that speaking is not the end game. Speaking is really one of the best marketing activities you can participate in to be able to connect with ultimate clients for something else, which is often consulting. It could be online sales of anything, services, products. It could be online education, but often in order to really um, earn at a higher level, it's going to need to be consulting. I think that's a great advice right there, especially like you say, speaking is a hard world. I mean, it's a lot of work to prepare and you've got all of, you know, I mean, you've got to worry about your content, your slides, your, you know, there's just so much involved, your travel. It's fun. It is fun. But the reality is it's like, it it wears on a person to, if they were trying to be gone and make a go of it as just a speaker, that's a very exhausting model. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think the most important thing is to make sure you're passionate about your content and that you know what you're what you're striving, what your goals are within speaking and what you're going to share, all the information you're going to share, right? Well, can I say something about that? Yes. I think what's because what we're talking about is really kind of like building the business, which is step two. When you mentioned goals, that's the first thing I always encourage. And I, I have a workshop, a two day workshop that helps. Uh, those who want to become a speaker and consultant know what they need to do. And step one that we always start with is life vision. It's so important to determine what do you want out of life? Because then we can shine a light on the path and, and say, well, here's what the typical plan to become a speaker and consultant. And the dental professional can then decide, do I want to go down that path? Is that going to help me get here with this life vision I have? So I think that's the first key, not business vision, but life vision. What do we want our life to look like? I think that's great. Do you think you're the same in your business life as you are in your personal life? No. I went, sorry, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you that. I just, I I would say um, I'm in the disc profile and definitely D um, in my business life. I'm very direct. I'm very much an entrepreneur. It's like, you got to get stuff done, right? But that wouldn't fly in my marriage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, it's there's uh, Jeff and I have, um, I'm in work mode and I'm in home mode. 
because I work at home. And so we have code years ago, we established when he came, comes in, I'll just say work mode if I'm in the middle of something. And we respect that. Just like I wouldn't go into his work environment, interrupt him for something. Um, and so in that regard, but, but that's such an interesting question. Where were you going with that? What are you thinking? Well, I was just thinking when you were talking about how you set your vision for life, mm. but yet you have to set up your business to create that or to, you know, have that goal of what your life vision is and make them all blend together. It just made me think about, you know, are we the same in our, in our life, you know, our personal life as we are in our business life? Well, I would tell you transparently that I want to build, um, I feel like we've done a good job of building like a little mini, I don't want to say empire because that feels really heady. But like, (laughs) I just mean like, I, I want to have a business that's really successful. But what I would love to do with my time is rescue cats. So like that would not be at all the same thing. Like if I had a billion dollars, love yeah. you guys. I'm, I'll sell my business. So I'm a rescue cats all day. I'm just being truly right. But that's not really true because I do really love what I do, and um, we are totally off where we were thinking of going. But I think there's a reason this question came up, and I think what's so important um, to highlight out of all this is to be clear about what do you want. If you did have a billion dollars, what would you do with your time every day? That's what I'm talking about with life vision. And someday I will be rescuing cats full time. Um, I already do a lot in that area and run a successful business. Um, and that's totally possible as a speaking, a speaker and consultant. Um, we should talk about like the promise for speakers and consultants. We should, because I think there's a lot more involved in what. So let's get back on track on what we were going to talk Because <laughs> I was thinking, you know, there are probably practitioners out there, dental teams out there thinking, I want to become a speaker. I have learned like a hygienist who is so passionate about oral health care and all of the things that they do on a daily basis and they want to take it to the next level. Do you think if they left their clinical job, and to become a speaker or a consultant, what are the financial expectations kind of in that on that side of the equation? Sure. Um, that's a great question. And the, the reality that we need to discuss before someone makes a major commitment um, like this. So my first suggestion is don't quit, don't quit your day job. Ramp up into this. This is not the type of thing where you're like, um, attend a weekend workshop and then you know what to do and it's going to just all come flooding in it does it doesn't do that for 99.9 percent of the people out there unless you're super well connected in the right circles it's going to take some time to be able to ramp up into it so what most people do when they're successful at this would be maybe um, they're a dentist who cuts back a day and then later cuts back another day in their week so that they can build put to, put time into building this business out. Um, that is my first, and I lost my train of thought on the, what's the expectation. So ultimately it will take time. Like I would say, give it a couple of years to really, really build up typically to where I would feel comfortable going full time with, uh, flying without a parachute, flying without that comfortable, uh, knowing that the paycheck is going to be there. Um, realistically, many consultants um, don't get 
to 100 grand a year in gross sales. Realistically, many don't, which is um, sad that um, they, you put a lot of energy and effort in and it just doesn't bring what you need to, to be able to make it really make sense. I, I say sad because the resources are out there, the help is out there. And I think often people don't know where to go or what to look for or who to ask. So I would just say there's so many resources and I'm happy to help connect people with depending on what they're looking for. Those who are what I would call a good student, they work with coaches, they go to um, workshops, they they invest in education so that they can learn what is the lay of the land? Like, how does this work? It's kind of like I'm on an HOA board. And that was so different than any kind of like um, um, organizational board I've been on before, or I've been on a couple of other, or the cat rescue board, being on the HOA board, you kind of have to understand like, this is a whole different world we live in here. And I would say the same with speaking and consulting. It's very different than um, the world of practicing dentistry and, and working in that world. So give yourself some time to figure out how do things work. Now, the promise of this is that if you will invest in education, if you will invest to work with a coach and work with people who can be outside eyes on your business and people who can help you develop your content so that you can cut years off your learning curve. The promise is um, even 15 to 20 years ago, there would be um, consulting friends I know personally who were not clinically focused, like maybe office manager or um, so, you know, some other uh, previous job in the practice who could bring in 250 to 350 gross a year and would not even have an assistant. So really they're, they have minimal experiences working out of their home, having like travel uh, expenses and that sort of thing, but would, would be able to pull in a really good income. That's more of the, um, in the past, it's been more of the uh, exception than the norm. And when I look back on those individuals, and even today, there are, are individuals that I know personally that are young individuals. Um, young to me is uh, almost 60, is like in their 30s or 40s, who have in a short order, meaning with, um, you know, five years-ish, been able to go from start to over a million a year building out a business. Again, that's not super common. Um, and when I look at those individuals, it's because they did all the right things. They invested. They invested and helped me know how to get there. I would say also that I know personally uh, consultants on, I mean, everybody, I guess what I'm trying to point out is not just doctors on clinical topics. It could be any professional on any topic. I know others who have taken their business to multiple millions a year with a full team, um, multiple colleagues I'm thinking of right now. Um, it's it's entirely possible to have a really create a very vibrant business. And the idea here is not just to get to a million a year, but to get to where you can also have a lifestyle you enjoy while you build a business that's really successful and gives a lifestyle that the team can also um, enjoy. And there definitely is a path that can help you get there. Um, so that's kind of like full scope of this. And if any the, the warning signs along the way or the red flags, or I'm not sure what to call that exactly is if, if they, if, 
you, the listener, will take anything from this message. It's that I hope you invest in coaching. I hope you invest in workshops um, because it really will pay off in the long run for you. I think that's great. And I was thinking as you were talking about the the younger, a little bit younger generation that's gotten into this, you know, field, it's it's kind of different for them because like I think of like a dentist who's retiring or decided to sell their practice to a DSO. And so they're, now they're thinking, I want to take my knowledge and go become a speaker. They're probably not as apt to jump into all of the social media marketing and all of the things that these younger individuals are doing to really set them up on a, a much faster path. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kind of, I'm thinking probably the same individuals you are that have done that. And they're just so successful on that side of it. So let me just talk, let me ask you another question about a practitioner who they know what their specialty is and maybe maybe they're like an oral surgeon or maybe they're even a practice manager and they want to go that route. How many, do they need to have a variety of topics to speak on or can they just centrally focus on one topic? I firmly believe that less is more when it comes to your topic, especially around brand and the marketing of your programs. I think it's a, it's not like a one sentence answer. There's some considerations. For instance, this would be step three. If step one is your life vision, step two is determining what do you want the business to look like as far as what are the profit centers and revenue streams. So like speaking and consulting and online education, the profit centers. And in each of those, you could have different revenue streams. So for instance, in consulting, you could have group coaching. You could do one-on-one individually, like via Zoom. You could go into offices. There's like different revenue streams. That's that whole second section. And the reason I point to that is because in step three, when we start talking about the topic, it would be different for everyone. In general, less is more as far as courses and definitely as far as topics. In my mind, I think it would be hard to be taken seriously as an expert in phone skills, OSHA, and dental implants. I mean, that's like they're so varied that then people start thinking, well, what do they what do they do? But I find that for most people, they're like, oh no, like OSHA is my lane, or, or compliance is my lane, or or this particular clinical skill is my lane, or maybe it's a certain, it's maybe it's multiple um, hygiene area topics, but ultimately that's still a lane versus adding phone skills on top of hygiene, right? So I think the simple answer is um, many times as people get started, they want to um, put together a lot of courses so that they have a better chance of getting booked. It actually doesn't work that way. It actually confuses your market and you have a better chance of being booked. I love that you mentioned social media. It's about pick a topic, drive it to the moon, go to your social platforms and become known as the person on ergonomics, the person on OSHA, the person on whatever the topic is, um, is really ultimately what typically would help people get there the fastest um, versus having multiple. I love that response because I feel like if you have your specialty, you can drill as deep as you want on in that specialty. And there's, you know, and you can come up with more ideas around that specialty and to make it even better all the time. And you can keep, you don't have to switch all that out as far as the different topics and everything. You can just drill deep. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time today, Vanessa, but there is one last question I wanted to ask you. 
So what is your, what motivates you, I guess, in helping consultants and speakers in the industry? Oh, it's a couple things. <laughs> you know, um, I, I mentioned the fun one is the, what really gets me to jump out of bed in the morning is the life vision and the, the growing this business because I have big goals around animal rescue personally. Mm -hmm. uh, which has nothing to do with speaking consulting, but just being transparent. That's a big motivator for me to, to drive my business. Um, the other, uh, I would say almost as equally important to me is uh, the relationships along the way. I, I just, what really motivates me is I love hopping on Zoom, building relationships like you and I have. I feel like it's, it brings so much meaning to my life. And I really enjoy connecting people with solutions um, and with others that can offer them solutions. So um, the, you probably didn't expect this to be so much about cats. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect it to be so much about cats, but you know what? I love that you've brought in our own life visions into our work vision and how really it all goes hand in hand. And that's one of the things that I love about dentistry when I first jumped in is a lot of people that jump into dentistry want that quality of life, that home work-life balance and I feel like dentistry gives the opportunity to do that sure. and and so I do love that do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap up today um well just one last thought would be if you feel pulled toward teaching in some regard um do it do it. Just put your foot into the pool, get your leg in the pool, just jump in the pool, get in there and look for opportunities, look around you to see who you could ask questions of. And don't wait, because I really believe that we need your voice. We need your unique stories. Even if you're speaking on something where you think, oh, my gosh, there's already so many people talking about communication skills. Yes, and, and we need more. We need more. We need you. So you'll bring your stories, you'll bring your authentic authentic solutions. And trust me on this one. If you feel called, there's something there for you. Just do it. A Nike commercial. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> well, I love it. So if there's anyone out there that would like to learn more about becoming a dental speaker, a dental consultant, please reach out to Vanessa. Her email address is info at thedentalspeaker.com to request a complimentary consultation. She would love to talk to you. She is such a pleasure to chat with. You're going to want to reach out to her. She's excited to help you get going on your path to becoming a, dent, a consultant and a speaker and just growing your your business a newfound business in this in this regard so thank you vanessa it's been a pleasure having you here thank and you so much you're welcome and we'll see you next time thanks everybody the purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our e-assist consultant network this podcast is for informational purposes only for more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.